This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 3, Newcastle 1. Three goals from Diogo Jota, Mohamed Salah and a Trent Alexander-Arnold Thunderbolt ensure the Reds take all three points against the Magpies as they took an early lead through former Red John Joe Shelby. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast with me, your host, Patrick Smith, on a night where Liverpool once again showed their ability to win ugly and scrap for three points in the Premier League title race. Despite the three key absentees, the Reds kept up their title charge and remained just one point behind leaders Manchester City, but now have a three-point gap over Chelsea, who remain in third after being held by Rafa Benitez's Everton. Still sounds weird, doesn't it? We'll have all the reaction to the win at Anfield with Paul Gorst's verdict, Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and of course, the thoughts of the Reds fans in the stands. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have moved to within a point of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League after the 3-1 win here at Anfield this evening against Newcastle United. Um, the struggling Magpage took the lead, would you believe, early on from uh, former Liverpool midfielder John Joe Shelby. He uh, cracked one in at the cop end from around about 25 yards after a poor clearance initially from uh, Thiago Alcantara. But uh, Liverpool kept their foot on the pedal and uh, got back into it through Diogo Jota. Uh, in controversial circumstances, it probably has to be said. Um, he headed a goal and was saved by Martin Dubravka, but followed up to um, stick it away. While two Newcastle players were actually poleaxed in the middle of the penalty area, I think it was uh, Fabian Shah and uh, Jamal Lascelles who were down. And uh, Newcastle um, demanded that the goal was looked at for VAR, but uh, referee Mike Dean um, thought that it was a perfectly fine goal, and Liverpool had the uh, had parity. And then from then on, you never really felt that Liverpool were going to walk away from here with anything other than three points. Uh, it was a shocker of a back pass from Shelby who put Sadio Mane in and uh, he was initially denied by Dubravka but uh, Mohamed Salah, who else with his 22nd goal of the season to make it 2-1 to Liverpool and get Liverpool in front and uh, as I say from then on it never really looked like it was going to be anything other than a Liverpool win. Newcastle really went forward um, got um, 10 and 11 men behind the ball at all times. Alan Sam Maximum plowed a lone furrow up top and Newcastle never really created too much um, but somehow clung um, clung on for dear life for uh, most of the second half. Um, Klopp brought on Naby Keita and Roberto Firmino. Um, huge ovation for um, Firmino for his first appearance since the win against Atletico Madrid here. And uh, Keita was lively too uh, in his 20-minute cameo. He was looking to give and go and get Liverpool on the front foot. But uh, as Newcastle somehow clung on to the uh, prospect of a late point, it was uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold who fired home from... Around about 25 yards, uh, central area to make it 3-1 and really put the gloss on uh, on a result. So it's uh, eight straight wins now for Liverpool in all competitions. They're now back up to within a point of Manchester City at the top. Uh, Chelsea have were held to a 1-1 draw with Everton at uh, Stamford Bridge as well. So that's a good result that's gone Liverpool's way this week. They uh, now move on to Tottenham on Sunday. Uh, theoretically, at least, we're still waiting on confirmation over whether that game will, will go ahead after a spate of postponements uh, this weekend from the Premier League so we shall await an update on that but for now officially it's going ahead uh, Liverpool have finished off um, a limited Newcastle side quite comfortably in the end finished Liverpool 3 Newcastle United 1 The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Hi Jürgen it looked as though your team had to put a lot in a lot into that tonight to, to win it and get the three points Yeah no problem with that. Uh, that's Premier League. Um, the opponent is obviously fighting for staying in the league, put everything in, 
threw everything on the pitch, had a very defensive organization, um, went one up. And so it's, a, it's the recipe for a difficult game. And um, But we still uh, won it, absolutely deserved. Um, and that's it pretty much. How nice was it to watch the the strike from from Trent at the, at the end there? It was just it was so pure to watch, wasn't it? Absolutely. I thought it was the best long ball to play today. Um, <laughs> absolutely crazy goal, great. His uh, shooting technique is obviously really different level and um, really cool to watch um, in a situation like that. Having the positivity and optimism to do it. Is again, it's the basis for these kind of goals. So well done. And how are you feeling about Jurgen? How are you feeling about the COVID situation? You're obviously missing a, f a few players tonight. I know it's difficult to tell without speaking to the medical department, but are you hoping that you've that you've contained it going into the weekend? We hope. We hope. Um, yeah, the situation is um, is difficult for for us for the whole world. That's how it is, and um, we. Pretty much woke up this morning and had three positive cases. So the the, the, the process we, we follow now at, at the training ground is that before we enter the training ground, we do a, a lateral flow test and then um, go back in the car um, and then we wait for the result. And in these moments, we had three positive tests, which is obviously not not too cool. And um, we, we we wait obviously for confirmation because there is still the possibility of false positive. But for today, we couldn't wait for that. Um, and we had to make the decision, send the boys home. Um, and yeah, so we were three players out. Two of them would have started, obviously, today. Um, was, of course, not a reason to, to, to cancel a game tonight um, or to even ask for it. Um, but we will see how it now develops. If this virus is now around us so long that it's not really likely that it will stay at three because uh, the boys don't have a lot of spare time time to go wherever where, where they could pick it. Uh, all of them are fully vaccinated. Most two of them have uh, had already the booster. Um, and it still can happen. That's just how it is. But um, we have a, a really, really good chance that the boys get through it now without um, proper symptoms. So far, they don't have any symptoms. They were more surprised than us that they had it. But um, that's what you have to accept. And that's what we do. And um, yeah, hopefully they are quickly back again. Okay, thank you, Keith. We'll go to one from Alistair McGowan and then one from Paul Joyce. Alistair. Just sorry, I was going to ask another question. I just wanted to confirm. So they've done lateral flow tests, but they're waiting on a PCR. Is that what you mean? No, no, PCR. We did a PCR as well. We have been waiting for, for pretty much for the result of that. Right. Okay, fine. Maybe now. So we have maybe we have it now, but we, we had, didn't have it when the when, when the game started. So that's pretty much the story. Fine. And just could I ask your opinion on the um Liverpool's first goal? Eddie Howe said he thought it was unjust the fact that there was a, a goal scored where a player had a head injury in the middle of the box. I didn't see it back yet. I uh, pretty much I gave interviews since I, I had a question, I heard a question already pretty much in each interview, but I had no time to watch it back. So I don't know. I saw the I saw a player down. I think when the game was called a goal, it was only one player down, if I'm right, two players of them. I spoke to the third, to the to the linesman on our side. He said, No, no, it's all fine. Just two players bounced each other. I cannot judge a situation from there. I think we, if there's a head injury, um, yeah, but if we scored a goal a second or two seconds later, so you can sort that afterwards, but we were not involved in the incident as far as, far as I know. 
um, so we didn't um, jump in them. So they jumped into each other if um, the things were people told me are right. That's it. I can imagine that that um, um, Eddie is not happy about that, but I just I saw the goal and had no time to watch it back now yet. Thank you. Uh, final question in the press conference, Paul Joyce. Jürgen, can I just check, are all the players arriving on their own to training? Yeah. We don't share lifts or anything like that? No. No. Thank you. That's guys, that's it. No more hands, so uh, have a safe journey home and stay safe out there. Okay, bye-bye. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Overall, absolute shocker of a start. How, how we can be giving Xavi that much room on the edge of the box. Really poor from Tiago. I thought he had a poor game tonight, to be honest, and I'm one of his biggest fans. Obviously, as silky as they come on the ball and, and generally, but I just think sometimes he has got little mistakes like that in him. Um, but, yeah, giving a player of Xavi's quality uh, that time and space on the edge of the box, he's always going to hit the target. Um, and, yeah, I've never seen a goalkeeper wrong-footed so badly from 25 yards, to be fair. Um, great strike, but I thought after that we were pretty good in the first half. Uh, dominated the ball as we'd expect against a well dreadful Newcastle team. Um, I think I've got one win all season, so it'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if they'd have picked up three points at Anfield. But I think it was two goals in four minutes just demonstrated how much the better team we are. I'm actually really glad uh, that the the defender feigning a, a head injury in the box was picked up by Mike Dean because. I think too often defenders just go down with a head injury purely to slow the game down in that scenario. Uh, and refs are almost too lenient on it. Uh, they'd let it go a lot of the time and it just, again, spoils the momentum. Um, I'm glad Mike Dean saw straight through it and I don't think there were any complaints from the Newcastle lads after realising what had actually gone on. Uh, and then obviously the Shelby again passing straight straight to Mane and then Mo's never missing from there. Um, and there's not much more you can say about the man, is there? Uh, 15 goals and assists in consecutive games I think it is now it's a joint record with, with Mr Vardy and who would bet against him grabbing another couple against against Spurs on Sunday if it's on um, it's always going to be one of those games where there's a little less protection defence I did worry um, for Matip and, and Canate if they did get caught one on one against St Maximum because his feet are just absolutely sublime aren't they um, but I thought he did really well all night. Canate, I mean, he's come of age, I think, in the last couple of games, and he does seem like, if not a long-term partner for Verge, because I know Matip's done really well, almost a Verge, a Verge replacement when uh, when he does, when his time does come, because he has been absolutely. I thought he was really getting against Milan uh, last week and tonight again, just so calm on the ball. Obviously, a, a quite a imposing presence on the field, um, but yeah, just. Just no dramas with him at all, which I really like. Certainly more composed than he was against United. I know it's difficult in his Prem debut, but a few shaky moments there. Um, I thought second half, it was so flat in comparison to the first half. We're just hoping for an early goal and then cruise it. But it almost had the feel of the, the game last season where it was almost eerie in the crowd. Um, wanting that third goal badly because obviously one goal lead is so dangerous. Um, and we had to wait until the 87th minute to get it and the crowd was a bit flat second half as well as the team just because the quality was so poor uh, word on Naby Keita as well I thought he was unbelievable when he came on um, and just showing that difference between him and him and Ox is they're both quite dynamic I know but that extra quality on the ball that uh, Keita has is actually really important to us I think and I think he's got the, the best um, 
kind of points per game ratio when he's on the field in, in Liverpool history, I think, Cater has. Um, and you can kind of see why with the little cameo we had tonight. Uh, and then, obviously, the, to round it off, that Trent screamer to make it 3-1 is, well, bonkers. I know he's got that in the locker, but um, I'm just amazed every week I watch him. Obviously, the free kick at West Ham is just... I can't believe people compare him to Rhys James, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they're in the same league at all. OK, Rhys James gets get a few goals and assists, but the, in terms of the overall passing and the the quality and the, the football intelligence, I don't think he comes close at all. Um, and as I say, happy to get the three points, much like the last two games. I thought the performance was better in the last two games, but with the kind of instability that was, was offered after Fabinho and... Um, Big Verge missing out tonight. I thought it was important that we kept the pressure on City after they, they smashed Leeds uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and I was glad we were able to do that. Um, other than that, obviously a really flat performance, but the three points is all that, all that matters at this stage of the season. And who knows, it might be the, the last game we get to see for, for quite some time uh, if these cases carry on. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think. I thought the atmosphere... In the ground was a bit odd for, for most of the second half, which kind of reflected the team's performance as well. But as I say, one point short of City and with Chelsea dropping points again tonight, I think they were pretenders anyway, to be honest, in that title race. Um, but especially with the well, the level of that Everton team tonight, obviously how they've dropped points to them, I've got no idea. But um, yeah, it's, it's between us and City. City do look really good at the moment, but... They're not infallible by any means. I think we keep putting the pressure on, and if the uh, if Afcon is uh, delayed by about six months or so, I think we've got a real good shot. Um, so yeah, be uh, I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Cheers, Mike Holt from Go in the Match podcast uh, with my review on Liverpool three, Newcastle United one, um, which sees the Reds pull away from Chelsea after the blue side of Merseyside have managed to get a point <clears throat> at Stamford Bridge, which obviously is uh, is another good step um, in f- going for the title. Um, obviously, we're still a point away from City, but it's really starting to feel now like it is a two-horse race. Maybe Chelsea are starting to pull away a little bit. That confidence isn't there that was at the start of the season. Um, going into the game... Yeah, obviously not as expected. We went 1-0 behind with former Red, John Joe Shelby, um, with a great strike, to be fair. Um, You know, it was a mistake from Thiago when he tries to clear it um, and no one closes Shelby down quick enough. But it is a great strike. You know, Alisson's got no chance with that. And, you know, just touching on Thiago with that mistake that leads to the goal... He did have a very sloppy first half an hour. He, he couldn't help but give the ball away to um, to Newcastle. And, you know, we haven't really seen that in the last couple of games. Um, he definitely turned it around in the second half. He looked, looked a lot more composed, but he was definitely shaky in that first half an hour. Um, so, yeah, the Reds go 1-0 behind, but it was kind of against the run of the play because we completely dominated Um you know, the one thing you, you absolutely love watching this Jurgen Klopp team do is constantly press, constantly harry the opposition. And even when we've got the ball, we're just a, we're always a presence. We'll always just keep running back at you. We'll always attack. And, it, you know, it must be so frustrating for the opposition that come to Anfield because there must be such a such a hard way to defend it. Um, but, yeah, Newcastle did 
a relatively good job of keeping that low block um, and defending it. Not really the sort of Eddie Howe sort of style you'd expect from him, but I suppose that's the players that he's got his, at his disposal at the moment. Um, <clears throat> uh, obviously, Jota gets his gets us the equaliser. Um, you know, there's some pundits saying, you know, should it have stood because of the head injury? At the end of the day, it's up to the referee's discretion to blow that whistle. He didn't blow the whistle, so the boys have got to carry on. And, you know, luckily Jota put the ball in the back of the net to make a 1-1. Uh, the second goal comes from, um, you know, the current best player in the world at the moment, Mo Salah. Um, strike from Mane. Um, Dubravka obviously fumbles it straight into the path of Salah. He couldn't really miss. Um and then, you know, touching on Salah, you know, he was disappointed to come off there with the last 15, 20 minutes to go. But, you know, you kind of, we've got to keep him rested. Um, the, you know, we can't play week in, week out, all these games. It must be a, such a burden on his body. So it, it's it's nice to see that he's disappointed to come off because he's hungry and, you know, he wants to score as many goals, which is obviously is a blessing for us. Um, but, you know, with, with, with that substitution, you were starting to fear that, you know, we need that third goal, you know, before Mo comes off, you know, just to kill it. Because if it's 2-1 with 10 to 5 minutes left, Newcastle is just going to throw the kitchen sink at it. But lo and behold, the uh, the inner Steven Gerrard came out of Trent Alexander-Arnold when he hit that shot. Um, I mean, he literally almost took the net off. Um, Debrafica got a slight hand to it, but he wasn't saving that. Absolutely no chance. Great strike from him. Um, and you can see there at the end, he's delighted with that, you know. He obviously idolised Gerard, so, he, you know, he wants to sort of be held in that esteem. Um, but, I mean, from a whole game perspective, I thought we were, we, you know, we weren't at our best, but we didn't really have to get out of second gear to beat this Newcastle team. It's another three points. Um you know, it's unfortunate, obviously, the news before the game. Van Dijk, Fabinho, Curtis Jones all picking up COVID. You know, it, it, we don't really know what's going to happen um, in the next coming days of all these games and players. And, you know, it, it's obviously up quite um, intense times with COVID. So, you know, fingers crossed, you know, the lads recover well because they're obviously very important players. Um, but this is the sort of time we're going to need some of those squad players, you know, your Naby Keiters, uh and your Minaminos and Canate to, to come in and do a job. And, you know, talking about Canate, I thought he was absolutely superb again tonight. You know, once he gets that distribution sorted, he is going to be a top, top centre-back. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good again, commanding, wins his tackles, nice and composed, fantastic. Um, so yeah, another three points for the Reds. Like I say, going into the Spurs game, which is planned at the weekend, we'll see if that one goes ahead. But all the boys can do is prepare for the next game and hopefully another win. Wasn't a classic, but a three-one win for Liverpool at home to Newcastle this evening, and our great run of form in the Premier League continues. It was actually uh, Newcastle took a very early lead in the game today. Uh, it was probably about five or six minutes. A tremendous strike from Shelby. Um, Newcastle was set up very defensively, as you'd expect. They've been getting turned over left, right and centre, so they were very defensive. It was like a 4-5-1. St. Maximum was the out ball for them throughout the game, really, until he came off later on. But, yeah, he was involved in that goal early doors. 
an out ball to St. Maximum, poor mistake from Thiago to give the ball away first off. Uh, St. Maximum runs at our defence, creates a bit of trouble. Um, clears it to, and I think it was Thiago again, which did make another little mistake and just cleared it to Shelby, but all credit to the world in Shelby. Uh, great hit. Uh, curled it in then yeah, the one nil up. And it's exactly what you think. Oh, this is gonna is it gonna be one of them days? They're gonna really shut up sharp and but it didn't really happen. I thought Liverpool were really good in that first half. They stuck to the task well. So much possession, must have been about eighty percent possession the Reds had there and they they, they plugged and plugged away. Salah looked really sharp in that first half, constantly going at the full back. We got back into it about 20 minutes. Uh, Giotta, uh, good ball in. Had a great save by their keeper. Fort had, had a decent game, actually. Their keeper played okay today, made some good saves and a good reaction from Giotta for the second ball and heads it in. Bit of controversy, uh, minor controversy, I'd say. Uh, one of their defenders was down, clutching his head. It was literally three or four seconds from the ball going out to the ball coming in, so... They're not going to kick the ball out there. No team in the world is going to do that. So he's only got himself to blame. He jumped straight back up in the end. Nothing up with him. So no sympathy. 1-1. Nothing up with the game. And it was only a few minutes later. We got back. We got uh, into the lead. Salah put us 2-1 up. Poor mistake in the middle from one of the Newcastle players. Might have been Shelby. Slotted it. uh, Passed the ball back. Uh, Mane slipped in. Good save by the keeper again. The Bravnik. And Salah slotted the rebound like he always does, 2-1 up. Like I say, that first half, real cruise control, uh, one-way traffic, training game, all the cliches you can roll out. Newcastle looked really poor, really, I thought. They were only looking for St. Maximum, but even he couldn't get on the ball, really, for the out ball. And yeah, they were under constant, constant pressure and really were lucky to come out 2-1 at half-time. Salah missed absolute sitter about the 35 minute mark with a great ball from the Ox so all in all the first half foot was really really good and I, f- I was expecting Liverpool to go on in that second half and really really uh, put the hammer down and get no three four five goals but it didn't happen Newcastle a lot lot tighter in that second half a lot more discipline maybe Liverpool weren't as fizzing the ball as round as much didn't look as sharp which can be expected with the number of games we've got going on. We toiled and toiled. Substitutions were made. Um, Salah came off. And Oxlade-Chamberlain came off at the 70-minute mark, I think it was, for Firmino and uh, Naby Keita. I thought Naby done well when he come on. Looked quite lively. We had bits and bobs of chances, but... All we can talk about in that second half really is Trent Alexander-Arnold and what a wonderful strike on the 85th, 86th minute. Balls fell to him, he's had one touch, absolutely smashed it, top in there. And it's game over, Liverpool 3-1 up and yeah, it's job done, isn't it? Um, Newcastle didn't have many chances really in that second half. They toiled away, like I say. <coughs> um, uh, St. Maximum was probably there. You know, you could see what they were trying to do. You could see the setup. 
I thought Canate dealt with him quite well actually today, St. Maximums. Canate is an absolute man mountain of a man. He's done well in bits and bits of games I've seen of him when he's played this season. He dealt with St. Maximum's physicality quite well there today. So well done there for Canate for that. But all in all, yeah, good results, 3-1 victory. And we just hope now, <coughs> with all what's going on with this COVID nonsense, I'm just I'm just personally just recovering from nasty bouts of COVID myself. Had to miss the game today, had to watch it at home. I'm hoping to be back at Anfield for the uh, Leicester League Cup game Wednesday, but the way things are going, there's cancellations left, right and centre. It's not looking great, is it? But I pray to God I can be there. It's you know football means so much to me, means so much to the people of this city. We need we need this football in our lives. We cannot go back to <coughs> months of no football and crowdless games and empty atmospheres. Let's just hope this is a minor little bump in the road. <coughs> There's no major issues with COVID with our players and some of the other teams, and we can get back to fulfilling fixtures. We've got Tottenham, hopefully, Sunday. They've had a few issues themselves and then, like I say, Leicester in the League Cup and I'm hoping to be back back out there myself uh, on, the Wednesday, on the Wednesday evening. So it's all looking good. Let's just hope everything stays safe. We can get the game get the game played on <coughs> Monday. Uh, sorry, Sunday. Come on, Liverpool. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.